going on investors? I got two fantastic stocks I'm gonna be sharing with you guys right here, right now. Now I wouldn't say that these stocks are going hyperbolic or insane as some YouTubers might say, but I would say that these are companies that are great investments, not just now, but any time of the year, as long as the core company fundamentals don't change. Both of these companies have had some big upswings these past couple years, but that doesn't mean that they're done growing anytime soon. So let's get into it. Make sure you're subscribed, hit that like button for me. It's the best way to help a small time YouTuber out. Now, if you're a long time viewer of this channel, you know that Nvidia is one of my biggest holdings and a stock that I've made very big returns on so far. NVIDIA is a technology conglomerate, but it's best known for making the graphics processing units or GPUs for gaming, engineering, architecture, manufacturing design, scientific research, among many more uses. Cryptocurrency mining is also run through NVIDIA's processors. They are also one of the premier companies in artificial intelligence and supercomputing, and currently has a deal to acquire the British semiconductor giant arm for $40 billion, which should just continue to add to this juggernaut of a company. Nvidia just blew away earnings expectations yet again during their latest earnings call, bringing in $5.6 billion in Q1, which is almost double what they brought in last year at just $3 billion. Their gaming and data center segments make up the bulk of their top line numbers. Their gross margins are pretty insane, almost hyperbolical if you will, at 66%, which means they are keeping 66 cents in profit for every $1 once the cost of goods sold is accounted for. Now semiconductors are a cyclical good. We actually just saw a chip shortage not that long ago. That's why it's important to maximize those profits when times are good. It seems like Nvidia just happens to be in great position in two of these industries that are absolutely booming in gaming and cryptocurrency mining. I mean, we have colleges giving out scholarships for gaming now, and the top professional gamers make as much money as pro athletes. I always knew I should have just stayed up late playing that extra level on Scrapyard on MW2 rather than doing my homework, but too late for that now. Nvidia gaming products like its GeForce graphics processor has had record sales and its consumer graphics cards are consistently sold out throughout the world. Nvidia currently has around a $400 billion market cap and a PE ratio in the 80s, as the share price gets closer to $650 per share. Don't worry too much if this sounds too expensive, as they actually just announced that they will be doing a 4 for 1 stock split, which means later this summer, they're still going to be trading at around a $400 billion market cap and around that same PE ratio, but the price per share becomes much more affordable, around $150. Despite nothing actually changing in the company fundamentals, this does for some reason tend to cause the stock prices to shoot up. Nvidia also pays a very small dividend that they hardly ever raise. Their payout ratio is under 5%. But hey, some dividend is better than no dividend, right Google? Nvidia is already trading at a pretty rich valuation, which is why even after a great earnings report, the stock price doesn't change much. But Nvidia is on the cusp of many tech sectors expected to continue to break out, including gaming, artificial intelligence, data centers, crypto mining, semiconductors, among many more. Alright, so the next stock we're going to be talking about is one that hardly gets any attention here in the finance community, despite it being a stellar investment over the years. That company is BlackRock, and BlackRock operates in the investment management firm. 
They manage fixed income, cash management, equity, and alternate investment products. And they do this on behalf of institutions and individual investors. I'm guilty of doing this, and if you're taking time to watch this video, you probably do this as well. But sometimes we live in our own little bubble where we forget just how financially illiterate most people in this world are. I mean, sure, we may take full control of our finances, but the vast majority of people are better suited just having institutions take care of their money and their retirement funds. And that's exactly what BlackRock does. They are actually the largest asset management firm in the world with 9 trillion, that's trillion with a T, assets under management. Assets under management is the total amount of money that BlackRock has been entrusted to manage on behalf of its clients. More and more people prefer passive investing. This requires very little work and it has proven to give pretty solid returns. This is just pouring money into exchange traded funds or ETFs, which BlackRock manages and collects a small fee for doing so. BlackRock has around a 36% market share of ETFs compared to 25% by Vanguard and State Street is at a distant third with 14%. Now, Vanguard is a privately held company, but thankfully for us, BlackRock is public and we can be a part of their massive gains. BlackRock owns the very popular iShare-related ETFs, which you probably have heard of. BlackRock has consistently been showing operating margins above 35%. And this is what makes BlackRock such a reliable company is that people and companies, they generally don't switch around their investment companies that much, which means BlackRock is going to continue earning a small percent of that $9 trillion each and every single day. That's reliable streams of income as long as people just buy, stash, and collect cash. This is a very well-diversified company globally, with two-thirds of their revenues coming from the Americas, compared to 33% in the rest of the world. Last year, they brought in $16 billion on top-line revenue and had free cash flow of nearly $4 billion. And that's what has helped them buy back much of their own shares, nearly $5 million in the past two years, and they have a growing stream of dividends. They've raised their dividend for 13 straight years. I had to manually look this up as many sites were giving incorrect information. During the late 2000s recession, they actually didn't cut their dividend they just simply did not raise it, keeping it at 78 cents for that year. They could have just done the AT&T method and raised it a whole penny and kept their dividend streak alive, but it looks like they actually had some more class. Honestly, as a financial company, to not slash their dividend during the 2008-2009 recession, that is very impressive considering many financial companies did so during those hard times. If you ignore that one year of stagnant dividends, they have never not increased their dividends since 2003. They currently only pay out half their earnings in dividends and have an above average five-year growth rate on their dividends at 11%. Since they first started paying dividends in 2003, nearly 20 years ago, BlackRock has destroyed the market returns twofold, returning 21% annually compared to the market's 11%. A $10,000 investment nearly 20 years ago would have grown into just under $300,000 today compared to just $61,000 from the S&P 500. Its stock price has gone hyperbolic, if you will, trading at almost $1,000 a share. Let's hope they pull an NVIDIA and do some sort of stock split here real soon. Still, at $133 billion market cap and just a 25 PE ratio, it's not the most overvalued stock these days. All right, let me know what you think of these two gems in the comments below. 
These videos take a lot of time for me to research and edit, and the best way that you can help out a small-time channel is to hit that like button. Make sure you also check out the Collect Cash podcast wherever you get your podcast, and do like BlackRock and continue to buy, stash, and collect cash.